Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Diana. Welcome to Filmscape, a movie reviewing podcast. Today, we're reviewing Oxygen, a new science fiction movie on Netflix. Diana, what did you think of Oxygen? It was a claustrophobic but beautiful time. I would agree with that. The premise of the movie, just to give some background in case you have no idea what we're talking about, is that a woman named Elizabeth Hansen wakes up from a bio suit she breaks out and she's been woken up in this pod, like a medical pod enclosure. And she's laying down and she can't sit up straight. And she doesn't know where she is, you know, outside the pod. But she's been woken up and she breaks out of her hypersleep, which is in that oxygen cocoon sack. And she's just lying on a medical bed or whatever, on a slab. And she has to figure out who she is, why she's there, where she is. Basically, she doesn't know anything, and this is a movie where a lot of it just takes place of her in this pod. It's a pretty thrilling experience. Lots of reveals and things happen. She talks to a robot helper, an AI, in the pod. Milo. She gets her answer. Yeah, Milo. That's how she gets answers, and the whole movie she has to figure out ways to get out and where she is, and the purpose of where she's finding herself. When the movie started... I thought, what is going on? There's lots of lights. It's dark and scary. And this lady looks like she's having a real bad time. Because, again, it was literally when she first wakes up, it's, like, black, but then there's some, like, red light blaring, and you really don't realize how big the space that she is in. Yeah, she can't even sit up. Yeah. And she's connected to some tubes, and it's like it's a medical pod essentially. Yeah. It's keeping her alive for some reason. She doesn't know if she's been in here for hours, days, weeks, months. How do you feel about the film and what are your current thoughts? I really liked this movie. It was an intelligently made, interesting, mystery, sci-fi experience. And of course, this is one of those movies about a person who's trapped in a place and needs to figure out how to get out. In this case, not only how to escape, but why she's there, who she is, as I mentioned earlier. And there's a lot of discoveries to be made, and the movie effectively tells you just as much as you need to know as she gets more attuned to her situation, figures out what's going on, where she is. And you're putting yourself in her shoes and you think to yourself, what would I do? What would be the first thing that I say or what action do I take with this AI and getting out? And, you know, she doesn't act like a stupid person like in a dumber movie. She does a lot of the things that I think any rational person would do if you find yourself in this situation. And so that was just refreshing to see that. It's like a tiny budget indie movie or something where there's they don't have any money but they have a great idea and the concept is able to be executed in a good way that's all basically in one location and not to say that it stays in that one location without any changes or visuals because that definitely does happen 
without giving anything away. Melanie Laurent, she gives a really good performance. You really get inside her head, and she goes through a lot of emotional states throughout the movie as she discovers this and that, and where she is, and what she can do about it, where she comes from. She really sold it and was one of the best parts. And I don't know if anyone would say that they could predict what would happen. I personally doubt it. I don't think there's anything too obvious. They really don't give you much to go on other than that, yes, this is a science fiction movie, so it does take place in the future. There's some kind of science fiction angle to this. But one big reveal that happens about halfway through the movie, I did guess, and I'm very proud of that. But after that, I had no idea what would happen. And it was sort of a wild guess. It's not that it was obvious or anything. It's a very unpredictable movie, and it doesn't go off the rails or get stupid or, or ridiculous at the end. It stays smart and relatively grounded. It was just a very refreshing, really enjoyable, interesting experience. Oxygen is very convincing, as you mentioned, and the the set design for even the pod is really very effective. Yeah. Milo is very effective, the AI assistant, and the ways in which the character is trying to sort out what's going on in her particular situation and how does she get out throughout the whole time she's she really is she's just so confused because she doesn't know how long she's been sleeping she feels so confused she's i think for anyone it would be so disorienting it's probably disorienting for the actress just acting in this movie because for hours and hours and hours day after day it probably wasn't the longest shoot i mean i hope it wasn't because she just has to lay in this pod and after a while it you're not interacting with anyone else except an AI. So you, you have to like get into that mindset and she does that really well. Definitely. Later on in the film, the character actually is able to figure out some way to connect with people. Milo, he's an AI and he does seem to have internet access and she can make calls. So she is able to use Milo to her advantage. Right. So during that time, she's making calls to particular people to really try to assist her to get out. Throughout the film, Milo is giving her status updates on... Her oxygen level. Yeah, on her oxygen Hence level. The title. Right. On her oxygen level, and each time it's making her more and more stressed out, which of course is going to take more and more oxygen out of her. But then she's in this race against time to figure out how do I get out and what is this? And I think she thinks of it as a simple case, but then as the film progresses, you realize that there's more complexity to the situation than what was initially kind of presented or what could have been or what was initially thought for the character. Going into this film, I didn't know what to expect. I tried not to read anything about it. All I knew was that she was in some sort of chamber pod and that there was a situation relating to oxygen because the movie's name is Oxygen. That was it. Other than that, I did not know anything. Which is absolutely the way you should watch this movie. Right. Do not read anything about it. Exactly. So going into it, I think that it was just 
so surprising to think about the different processes that this character had to go through and the types of, of course, you, you know, I also thought about like, well, what kind of decisions do you have to make for your own health in order for you to have more oxygen or to have more energy to be able to keep going? Yeah, like choosing what low priority functions of the pod to shut down or disable to get more oxygen or to elongate her lifespan, give her a better chance. She has to wrestle with some of these decisions and also weighing the situation of when is she going to be able to get out or be rescued? Will that even happen? Should she just go back to hypersleep? All of these different options have to be weighed as she is discovering more and more about exactly where she is and what she's doing there. I really appreciated how the movie unraveled the surprises or the things that we learn upon watching and the people that she speaks with on the phone, I think I found intriguing as well because I think there were even people who she, she didn't really know who they were. If you imagine that, I guess initially the, the hardest case is that she's in a pod, but she's trying to figure out who she is and she's talking to the police, but she can't specify a lot of information to them for them to help her because she doesn't remember what her name is. So they're saying, well, okay, uh, they're trying, but you think about it as, in an instance like that, I mean, if people don't give you that much information, you're thinking about it like, uh, so how many of those exist and where would they be, you know? Yeah, she has to strategically look around her surroundings, try to find a serial number for this pod, try to look up who she could be with the internet and make these calls and sort of piece together what she needs to know in order to get rescued, get located, and figure out what is happening to her. In Oxygen, the whole time that I was watching, I kept thinking, I have no clue how this movie will end. I really, I kept thinking to myself, how would they end a movie like this? And what should I be expecting or try to predict or think about? And Which I found difficult to do at the time because I was so focused on the experience of the character. In part of the movie, the character's kind of suffering a little bit from hallucinations and thinking that certain things are there with her in the pod that may not be there, that startle her. Part of it is, which I think is interesting, is that she's told, for instance, by the police that it's because she's been secluded and by herself for a long period of time in a small space. I thought in that moment that Initially, I didn't really think that was the reason, even though, yeah, like seclusion, definitely. But I actually thought, well, if you don't have enough oxygen, then of course your brain, you don't have enough oxygen to also relating to your brain in order to fully think at the best and the fullest capacity. So I have heard that people may hallucinate if they have low oxygen levels. So I guess I was a little surprised that I didn't hear that but again this is me thinking that, that that's part of it i do not at this time have the specific data to be able to say like yes this is actually the reason but throughout the film i think that that also is part of what makes the movie more interesting one thing i thought was funny and very accurate was how milo was a very realistic operating system the way 
when you're on a computer, you get like the same alerts over and over again if you're doing something, and it's not like the computer can read your mind or sees why you're doing it, but it just looks like a computer. And some of the frustrations that come with trying to find out something with a voice command or whatever, it was very realistic with the limited amount of options there are and having to kind of change the question around to get what you need and and that whole thing because most of the interaction in this movie is between her and Milo and I thought that was really well done and sometimes funny sometimes frustrating to watch but I think it was all on purpose. So Diana, with the big reveals and what the character finds out about who she is and where she's at do you think it the movie justified itself being in one location, having essentially one character, because that's a tall order for a movie to keep a movie engaging and worth it in the end also if you're going to sit through a whole movie of basically a lady in a tube trying to escape. I think that it did justify itself because, it's of course, it's telling the story of one individual in that instance. I do feel that there are moments in which I would like to mention that for people who are squeamish about needles medical stuff yeah and medical tools and systems but i know a lot of people have fear of needles it's a very common fear there's several times in the film where needles are used in close proximity to our main character's body and i know that especially with being so close to the main character it may make other people more squeamish especially because it's so close you know some people can handle it if it's if it's a distance but when when you get kind of like really close to the body then people kind of freak out if you haven't gotten the message of what this movie is about yet this is a very claustrophobic movie there's a lot of fear and mystery and strange It's an unknown, stressful situation the character is in. So obviously, if you can't handle that, then do not watch this movie, because that's the whole premise. Conversely, if you have a friend, say, who's very squeamish and freaked out about medical stuff, won't step foot in a hospital, really doesn't like getting shots, is freaked out about that stuff, and would just hate the idea of being trapped in a place where they're connected to these medical instruments and there's needles involved, a prank would be to trick them into watching this movie with you and just watching their reaction and how they feel about what they're having to sit through. I don't think that's really, that's very nice, but that's hilarious. It's right on Netflix, so you just need a Netflix (laughs) account and there you go. Yeah, ta-da! Just keep in mind, this movie is made by a pretty prolific now horror director. This isn't a horror movie, there's no violence. There are definitely a couple disturbing parts but nothing too insane. He's made some insane movies before. He made High Tension, which is a pretty infamous French horror movie. Just two years ago, he made a movie about killer crocodiles, alligators, called Crawl. During a disaster, a girl has to escape killer crocs. That was a fun time. So this is a more, definitely a more subdued, cerebral movie for sure. I, I was happily surprised with how this turned out and i would not have guessed that the guy who responsible for the hills have eyes remake would make something as great as this this is by far his best movie i think we can surmise that he's very into 
human survival. Yes. Yeah. I think you know, so. You know, let, let's see how they do, you know. Can... Putting people in some kind of horrifying, crazy situation, whether it's claustrophobic, they're trapped somewhere, or a wide open desert landscape, whatever the hills have eyes is in. I've only seen the original. You ever see that weird movie Horns with Harry Potter? He made that too, but it looked so weird. I've never seen it. I think I've watched that. What is what is that movie even? Oh, I don't even know what it oh, is. I think I'm trying to think of what it was. Yeah, who oh, is God. this guy who I made all these movies? I can't. I can't remember. <laughs> um, I'll have Horns. to. I'll have to look it up. Maybe I should watch that. What I felt a little confused about was yes, I understand that movies have pushed more so over time, where the name of a person doesn't necessarily have to be culturally specific to them. But I was a little confused because when we finally find out what her name is, it seems like way more English. She's speaking French and she's French. And so I think that when I when I heard what her name was, I was a little confused, quite frankly. How did you feel? Did you think I didn't expect that to be the name? Yeah, there were so many... You had to have that moment. I didn't really think about it. Elizabeth sounds like such a regal name. I just assume, like, oh, that makes sense. It's, like, European. Elizabeth Hansen. That's French. It's so funny that the name Elizabeth is supposed to be regal, but because so many people have used it, it just doesn't sound regal to me at all anymore. Well, okay, America... I mean, in modern times, America is naming people whatever, but... No, no, no. Elizabeth is obviously one of the most regal historical names. I know. Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth II. Okay, why are you doing it in a French accent? Because this is a French lady named Elizabeth. Okay. Um, <laughs> but her last name is not French, so that was... I guess that was part of it, and I was like, huh? But okay. Do you think you would suggest this movie to another person or put it in your recommendations? What would you do? Yes, I would definitely recommend this movie. It's one of the best Netflix movies I've seen in a long time. It was very restrained. It was intelligent. It was focused on mystery after mystery in a great way. It wasn't gimmicky or hacky or anything. It really keeps things moving, keeps you invested in what's happening when Mm -hmm. you slowly uncover all these different things that are going on. I could see some people who maybe have a lower attention span or want a little bit more spectacle and a little more craziness to their science fiction... They might not be as satisfied with this. This is much more of a low-key, small-scale, a specific story. And while the story is it's very simple and it is confined in this one location most of the time, but I'll just say that the reveals and the implications and what's going on are, in my opinion, very satisfying and really make you think. And there's a lot going on. And I, I was definitely satisfied and happy with where the movie goes by the end. And there does start to be a little bit more variety going on visually. And as she finds out what's happening, it was great. Yeah, of course. I feel the the same way about the film. I, I really did enjoy that experience. I also just, I kept thinking about how much I would feel bad for people who were claustrophobic. It was me feeling this sympathy for others and kind of thinking like, oh, if, if, you know, poor character, you know, like, you can do it. But I, I just, it's a movie that I know that if a loved one was watching 
in the very near future, if they were watching, I would definitely watch it again. I have no problem watching it again. Yeah. Because sometimes when you watch a movie, yeah, you want to watch it, but then you're like, hmm, I gotta wait some time before I do that. But this, I don't know, for me, this movie, in the way that it's cerebral, it makes me want to give it a second watch to make sure I caught everything. Yeah, this is one of those movies where you, with everything you find out, and when the movie becomes what it is, I would be interested in seeing it again, knowing all that, and having all that in my brain, see it all over again, and get more out of it. Some movies you, you want you see it once and you say, oh, I'm done, I don't need to see that again, whether it's good or bad. This is one where you might get more out of it seeing it again. So yeah. definitely check this one out. Watch it on Netflix. It deserves to be supported and watched. It's definitely, it's a really good one. Thank you for, for summing up exactly what I feel relating to this movie. And I'm so glad that we felt the same way about the movie, essentially on all terms. So... I, I think that's that's a really great thing and because yeah we have similarities but we're different people so I mean it's great when you have exactly like the same reasons why you like the film and yeah I mean that's really encouraging and I think that says something about of course the quality that definitely tells us about the quality of the film too yeah absolutely well said this definitely gets a thumbs up from both of us hi everyone we have a website it's filmscapepodcast.com which is really exciting because I've been working on it for some time so hooray yes you did a wonderful job on it so everyone should go visit that website check out our updates we have bios up updated with all our episode links yeah and also I wanted to kind of mention as per usual the different ways that you can contact and reach us you can reach us at filmscape.gmail.com F-I-L-M-S-C-A-P-E-D at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Filmscape Podcast. And you can connect with us in any of those ways. And if you have any sort of comments, thoughts from the film that you'd like to kind of bring up or discuss with us, or that would be great. And potentially it could be on another episode. 